And now, a brand new episode of Script to Screen, live on Radio Lebanon 96.2 FM, made to be heard. to a brand new episode of Script to Screen here on Radio Lebanon 96.2 FM. I'm your host, Alan Mahana, and today's episode is uh, packed. Very packed. <laughs> You'll get uh, that little lame joke a little later. Um, so uh, without much further ado, I really... <clears throat> At this point, we're like 12 episodes into season four. We've got one final episode to round up this season. And then after that, no more seasons. Like, no, no, it's not. We're not going off the air. We're not getting canceled. We're just no longer categorizing uh, script to screen episodes via seasons. We're just going to go with the flow. We're going to keep at uh, delivering uh, episodes, including the fact that on, in September we'll be twice a week. We'll be on twice a week. So to categorize every episode into its own season and all that so it's too complicated and we don't like to complicate things here on script to screen because life is complicated enough as it is so uh speaking of we as always the co-pilot the co-captain the solo to my chewbacca is here the one the only hard solo hey hey alan good afternoon screeners good afternoon everyone I'm very happy to be here, and... Aren't we all? And I'm very excited about today's show. Yeah. It's very action-packed, It is very action-packed, yeah. indeed. And, and memories, and... Uh, and, and uh, well, I mean, it's the one before the finale. Yeah, it's the... It's, oh, very... Uh, Friends, Friends yeah, yeah, I know. The one before the finale. It's literally what is written in our outline. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah the one before the finale. Yeah. Um, it is exciting. It is exciting that we're here. We're hitting a, a massive milestone, you and I. Yes. Um, so it's, it's, it's great. I'm, I'm super looking forward to, again, where this show's going. I know we've mentioned it a couple of times on this show. But we are, we are both very excited at the new avenues and the new uh, expansions of our show because we are expanding. Definitely, definitely. Being on twice a week as of September is super exciting. And earlier. And earlier. And so you're going to get to listen to us on Fridays and Saturdays. Yeah. Uh, and that's going to be fun. And I think later on we'll explain a bit more about how yeah, for uh, sure. each topic uh each segment, etc. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely oh, yeah. We want to prepare you guys because next week's episode is going to be our first official roundtable. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be very different. So we're really not going to get a chance to talk about where Script to Screen is heading next week. So we'll talk uh, about it. So we're going to talk week. about it today yeah. and, um, you know, tease you a little bit for next week because next week's show is going to be super epic. It's going to be fun. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm super stoked for, for uh, the finale. Yeah. Um, it's the last finale, by the way. It is going to be the last finale, too. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, we're dropping the whole seasons thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's exciting. So without much further ado, let's kind of uh, jump right in and talk about the movie of the week this week. Yeah. Uh, the Equalizer Part 2. Part 2, yeah. Um, and it was brought to Lebanon by the great people at Empire Movies. 
Yeah. Thank you, Laura. Thank you, merci, Miss Sarah. <laughs> so, uh, and everybody at at Empire, yeah. uh, we don't, you know, w- w- I mean, Sarah's very dear to Sarah, us. Monica, She's our contact. Uh, Rabia, uh, Ariane, everyone. yeah, everybody, everybody. Mario, everyone, everyone. Um, but, but Sarah is has been our contact since she um, kind of jumped in at Empire. And uh, she's become one of our close, close friends. So um, the Equalizer. The Equalizer 2 with Mr. Denzel Washington. Mr. Denzel. Directed by Mr. Antoine Fuqua. Fuqua? His last name kills me. It's it's so... Am um, I I saying it properly? I I think Fuqua. Fuqua. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuqua. Fuqua. It's not, Fuqua, tu fais ça. No, I know. <laughs> really bad. I'm sorry. Yeah. Don't tune. No, no, no. Stay. Stay on the channel. Oh, man. Keep on listening. Oh, man. You did it. You yeah, did it. Yeah. You, you went there. I went there. You did. So what, what did you think about the film? Um, okay. So, I mean, it's good. Yeah. It, it's not, it's not, I just, okay, okay. Let, let's, let's just break it down. Mm-hmm. I think no action movie this year, post Fallout, is just going to be able to do what Fallout did. Absolutely. It's not going to be as memorable. It's not going to be... Um, it's not going to reach yep. that level of, of, I don't know. Entertainment. En- entertainment, action. epicness, action. Um, it tried. Yep. It definitely tried. But the... First off, okay. First off, it, it, it is the first time that Denzel Washington has ever done a sequel. True. So this is actually something that's really cool. So to be able to bring back an actor like Denzel to play the same character he's played once before, that was, I mean, it's already really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, the action sequences, super cool. Yeah. Okay. The fight choreography, uh, the way Denzel moved, very naturalistic, mm-hmm. a very tough guy. I kind of liked that. Okay. Um, the subplots were just dumb. They were, uh, to, to me, the subplots were useless. Yeah. They, 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 they were not needed. They, they extended the movie uh, time-wise. I think we could have focused on other things, on, yeah. on the story of Denzel and uh, his friend who's, who, who goes missing, his, who's murdered. I'm yeah, not ruining yeah, anything because that's in, in the trailer. It's in the trailer. So yeah, not, which, which already, this is my biggest problem yeah. with the film, and I didn't really get to mention that in the review, mm-hmm. was that the trailer basically gave you everything. Yeah. And it goes back to that, again, that anti-trailer culture that I've mm-hmm. been trying to sort of promote on the show. And I made the mistake of watching the Before. Equalizer 2 trailer. Yeah. And it literally gave you everything. Yeah. It gave you one of the most memorable fight sequences in the film, which is mm-hmm. the hotel sequence yeah. with these boys. Um, it kind of, you, you were sitting there watching and you're like, yeah, I know he's going to survive this. It was, mm-hmm. the whole thing was in the trailer. Yeah. Um, so this was one of my biggest issues with it. I liked the relationship that he had with the young boy. Yes. And I wish that ha- had fleshed out more. Yes. Because yep. it was, again, it was along the same lines, and I mentioned this in the, in the review, it was along the same lines as Logan, as Sicario 2. Completely um, agree. Yeah. You know, it, it, not to kind of bridge the video game world, but God of War, the, the newest God of War game, mm-hmm. also has this uh, kind of older cynic, uh, you know, being sort of redeemed mm-hmm. via a younger person. Um so I wish that had more time to be fleshed out. Mm-hmm. I don't understand the old man's subplot. I, I don't see the point to it. I don't think it was needed. At all. Uh, even the beginning in the train, and I won't get into what that scene is. Oh, yeah. That's not needed. They, 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 they would have lost 
20 minutes and they could have added some time with I absolutely agree with you with a plot with a kid oh I love that and, and there's one scene and I'm not gonna I don't want to give anything away but there's one very intense scene between the kid and uh, Denzel yes that was it was a master class of acting yes for both of them for both of them both of them absolutely it was very intense it was very beautiful uh you see, you see Denzel at his top, at his finest. The kid, I, I forgot his name, but he's the kid from uh, Moonlight. Moonlight. Yeah, um, um, Son. His last name is Saunders. Ashton Saunders. Yeah, very, very super good. Yeah. good. Super. I mean, his expressions, Absolutely. the way he held himself, totally believable. Um, and I, I wish we had more time mm. with him and and Denzel Washington's character. Yeah. We didn't get that enough. It was so interesting, the chemistry between mm. these two. And that scene that you're mentioning, I know exactly yeah. what scene you're yeah, mentioning. Yeah. Uh, oh, so when you good. watch the so film, good. You'll, you'll, you'll understand what we're talking about. You cannot miss this scene. But I had one problem. I had a big problem with the final fight scene. Again, I cannot give away any details, but it was... Too quick, too fast, too expected. The, the final, final one, not the whole setup before it. That was uh, a la Skyfall, I guess. Yeah, kind of. A little I, bit. I like that. That a was bit. good. But the final, final scene where he confronts the bad guy. Let's just Who's put it that way. Played by Pedro Pascal. Well, yeah. Who is still for me is Oberyn Martell. I can't get him out of my head as uh, Oberyn. Ah, he's if to me he's Pena from Narcos. Yeah, no. See, I didn't watch Narcos. Okay. So for me, he's still Oberyn Martell. And every time I see him, I'm like, why aren't you? Where's your spear? Okay. Okay. Why are your eyes? No, that. Because you know, poof, the oh, brain. Ow, no, yeah. why would you do that? No, sorry, flashback. <laughs> uh, so, so that final scene really bothered me. The, uh, it was too uh, quick, was, and on top of yeah. it, it was very, you could definitely tell that there was Stunts. a lot of CGI work yeah, here. Yeah, and there were stunt doubles, and the other scenes where Denzel is like actually fighting against other people, it's more believable. Right. Uh, it's nicer, it's very well shot and choreographed. I just don't understand why they needed a hurricane. Like, for me, yeah, like the yeah. hurricane was kind of pointless. Like, why would you need a hurricane at the end of the film? Uh, whatever. Um, so when I gave it a grade, I gave it... A, uh, literally, it's a halfway point film for me, so mm. I gave it a 2.5. Um, it's not bad. Mm -hmm. It's not great. Um, it's good. It's, uh, you know... I mean, there's definitely more points... Uh, more positives than negatives yeah. for this film, but it's not, again, it's nowhere near no. Fallout. And I don't think any action film for a while will and, be. And even if you compare it to the first Equalizer, it's it's as good. The first one also was very similar. Uh, I wasn't able, time-wise, to review it on my page, uh, but in my head and in the, the script that I had prepared, I would have given the movie a six, okay. which is kind of close, yeah. six, six out of ten. Yeah, it is close to the halfway point. Yeah. Uh, look, it is a good action movie. I don't think we should compare it to Fallout uh, because it's just, I think that's in a category and a league of its own. And if we're going to like compare all the action movies, I think they'll fall short. Yep. Uh, it's a fun action movie. It, it does have... Uh, Denzel's character is is fantastic. Denzel is fantastic. He, he's, a, he's an actor I really enjoy and I keep on enjoying. Um so, uh, by the way, I read, I was reading a magazine the other day, and uh -huh. they're in talks of doing a third one. Really? Uh, Fuqua wants to make it a trilogy, and Denzel would be open to that. So I think depending on the box office numbers, they'll see what they'll do. Here is what I hope. If they do 
do. If they, <laughs> if they do do. You said do do. I did. If they do do a trilogy, I can't. I can't, I can't stop. Okay, so if, <laughs> if make... a trilogy is in the plans, nice. it's well in played. the works. Well played. Um, what I do want more than anything is for Miles to come back. Yeah. I want that relationship between Denzel and the kid to grow, and I don't want them to focus on anything else but that relationship. Uh, maybe I don't know like I, I don't want him to be like grooming him to become the next equalizer because I think that's a little too predictable as mm -hmm. far as a storyline but maybe Miles gets in trouble like in serious trouble because again remember that scene you were talking about yeah there were no consequences for that action that was taken in yeah. that particular scene wow could I get any more vague mm -hmm. um uh, you know <laughs> um so if those consequences were to come in the third film like repercussions yeah then this should be interesting as long as they don't kill miles off because if they do i'm about i would i, I will punch someone because as long as they also don't forget about him yeah because they yeah. could they could very well do that scrap him from the third movie and do that i really hope they don't yeah solo hud Solo. Oh, cheeky. see what I did there. See cheeky. what I. I, I see had, what oh, you did there. I had to. I so see what you did there. You, you can't like give, like give me the opportunity and me not do something like that. I know. And people have no idea, or or do they? I don't know. Uh, would you like a martini shake and not stirred? Oh, sure. Oh, I'll have to. You'll have to. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Okay. So essentially, well, our first topic of the day today, uh, uh, essentially what we're going to be talking about today is uh, the legendary uh, MI6 agent who's had multiple films across 50 years. Um, the one and only Bond. James Bond. Yes. Yes, indeed. Interpreted by different people. So many people. different men. Which is, which is um, interesting. It is very interesting. Um, I don't think... Is there a character aside from Bond that's been represented by so many different... I, I don't think so, no. I mean, Spider-Man is up there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, With and three. Super, and Superman. Superman. But, but still not to the... Not, not to the extent of, of Bond. No. Which is essentially why we are choosing to talk about this today, because social media has gone crazy. There's news. Um, over uh, uh, some of the decisions being made, some of the rumors, because there's still rumors at yeah. this point um, that are... That are um, Spreading across social media um, regarding um, uh, James the, Bond. Yeah, where the franchise is headed. Um, actually, I just remembered something. Mm -hmm. Actually, I didn't just remember something. A person, a listener, actually reminded me of something. Mm -hmm. Doctor Who is mm -hmm. the other um, uh, a character that's been represented by so many. Yeah. And then most recently due to, you know, um, equality and all that, it, it, Doctor Who's a woman. Mm-hmm. I, honestly, I've never watched Doctor Who. Uh, honest, it's, well, it's okay. I, 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 I do, I do want to hit you for this because you like sci-fi adventure yeah. and all that stuff. So I think you would really like Doctor Who. I've literally jumped off the the ship the moment they decided to gender bend okay. Doctor Who. Not again. Not that I have anything wrong with women, but for me. Uh, you could have made another character that is similar, and and the Doctor Who universe has enough female characters to create a spin-off series okay. with a female character, um, i.e., or uh, uh, you know, a, a side note or whatever spotlight on uh, Doctor Who has a daughter. Mm -hmm. uh, a Doctor Who also has a character called River. Uh, uh, um, ugh, messed up her name. 
But um, River is actually another female character who you could have had a spinoff series um, from. You didn't have to turn Doctor Who into a woman. Okay. But, you know, such is the world that we are living in today. Speaking of things changing, Mm -hmm. uh, the rumors, which brings us back to, to James Bond, the rumors are that there is a potential actor out there who is in the lead to play James. Um, uh, The one and only Idris Elba. Yes. Um, Some fans are pushing for it. Other fans are slightly against it. Um, Where do you stand? Before we start talking about why we love James. Yeah. Um, Listen, had the decision been made maybe 10 years ago, I would have been on board. My only problem is that he's too old. Oh, yeah. That's the issue mm-hmm. I have with Idris Elba for mm-hmm. the role. Mm-hmm. Not skin color, not, nothing else. Yeah. Just an age thing because he's, I think, almost in his 50s. Yeah. And so by the time they make the next movie, he'd be like 52, 53. And if they're going to make a movie after that, they'll take three years. And you know where, you, you know where this is going. I do see him having the charisma, uh, the charm, the aggression of, of James Bond. I do see him... Pulling it off, mm-hmm. but I do have a problem with his age. That's that's my main issue with Idris Elba. I could see him as a James Bond with a martini and the gun and the, the mm-hmm. whole like mm-hmm. uh, uh, the credits at first, mm-hmm. but age. Yeah, for me, it's and I know, I know how much of a sensitive subject this is, but yeah. for me, it's. Um, it just it doesn't work for me, and I don't. I don't. It, it, it's not again. It's it's not about the race per se. It's just that you again. And we had this issue slightly with 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 the new Han Solo. Mm-hmm. When you have a certain image of a character in your mind for so long, it's weird to accept that much of a drastic change. I do agree that Idris has the charisma. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does amazing in Luther. I don't know. Have you seen Luther? I've seen an episode. Luther, yeah. He They're is very so good. good in Luther. He's so good in Luther. Age is another issue for me. Um, I do think he's very old. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing Idris in the Bond universe, um, but I don't know if he is a fit for Bond. It, it's just it's weird for me. And um, not to mention to going back to the idea of age. You're right. By the time they make the next one, because the next one that's being done now is a Daniel Craig starring yeah. one. So by the time they make one with Idris, he is going to be much older. And you don't know how much time it's going to take before they make the next one. Yeah. And if you want Bond to be relevant again, you need to make him younger. So True. that we can live with Bond for a couple of films and not have a one-off. Yeah. Um, so the other candidate in the running, because there is another possible candidate in the running, this is the candidate that I'm voting for because I would love to see him as Bond and that's Henry Cavill. Mm -hmm. Um, recently we see him as the antagonist in Mission Impossible Fallout. He was uh, in the, the amazing Showtime series, The Tudors. Uh, he played King Henry VIII's uh, best friend. Um, he was also in the older film, uh, uh, The Count of Monte Cristo, when he was much younger. Yeah. Um, and he does play Clark Kent uh, in Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, and uh, Mustache Gate, Justice League. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see him as, as, as Bond. I feel like he's the perfect age. Um, he's got, again, he's got the, the body build for a tougher Bond, uh, but he's also got charm, and and we, 
not that I don't not that I don't like Daniel Craig as Bond, but we did lose the charm of Bond. And I think again, Bond became a much darker Bond with True. Daniel Craig. Yeah. And I kind of miss the Brosnan-esque or the Connery-esque uh uh charisma mm -hmm. and you know flirtation and all that stuff. I, I like uh, Daniel Craig. I would say he's my favorite. Oh wow, uh, okay. My favorite Bond. I like the raw aspect he brought to Bond. Okay. It's very aggressive, very physical uh, Bond. Uh, uh, do and then think. Because yeah. a lot of his actions yeah. are, you know, I, 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 I like that. And definitely I like the tone they took with those movies, which mm -hmm. were a bit more realistic, if you want. Yeah, sure. Less no ga gadgets, less gadgets and, less and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so definitely that side. Although the gadgets were kind of cool. They were. They were. But, <laughs> uh, but I think, you know, like many things certain things should evolve and i think it was in the right direction sure and the supporting cast oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. surrounding sure. uh surrounding him was was perfect with uh, judy dench with uh, uh ben uh, wishaw wishaw well, i met him by well, the way wow lucky you yeah nice cool guy uh, very soft i mean literally he's very soft-spoken mm -hmm. he's um i met him in Cannes, when I attended the Cannes Film Festival in 2009, yeah, 2009, I had a short film playing there. And uh, a film that he was in called Bright Star, he played a poet. Um, it was screening, and as I was uh, walking into the, the uh, no, post the screening, um, I ran into him and the director, mm -hmm. and I shook his hand, and uh, yeah. Cool. One of the one of the few times I've ever been starstruck because nice. I'm a big fan of Ben Wishaw. Okay, huge okay. fan of his. You know, you know who I'd like to play Bond actually, but he he would have to physically work on himself. Uh, Tom Hiddleston. Oh man! But he would have to like buff up a bit. Just a little though, not a, much. not too much, just a bit because there's a show called uh, Ah Shoot. The uh, the uh, hotel um, night yeah. manager. Yes, the, the night, night man manager. Yes, yes, yes. And he has yes. those qualities, that bondish kind of he thing. He does. Age wise, I think he's uh, he's good. Uh, not too old. Charisma wise, uh, charisma I think wise, he's also spot on. Uh, look what he's done with a character like Loki. Ugh. Uh, I think he could bring a new dimension to to Bond. My heart breaks for Loki. <laughs> Let's wait and see. I'm still getting, I, you know, every once in a while, you just get Infinity War PTSD, man. Yeah, we need that big hug place they yeah, did at uh, Comic-Con. Every time, it's like, it, get, it hits me right to my core. Okay, so you were, you were mentioning that you're, you think that Daniel Craig is your favorite Bond. Yeah. So, so would your favorite Bond film also be uh, in, in Daniel Craig's... Uh, absolutely, absolutely. I, I have a thing for Casino Royale. Ooh, the first one. First one. Because again, that's where he revamped Bond completely. And, and the storyline was so intense between him and Vesper. Vespa. And Vespa Martini. Yeah. Vespa. I said Vesper. Oh yeah, you said Vesper. Oh my God, Casper. Uh, no. And Le Chiffre, the bad guy. And that there's one of the funniest Bond scenes when he's tied up and he's naked. And he tells him that... Uh, the, the person who Oh, the torture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, something about hitting his... Uh, yep, his, genital his area. His area. Uh, and his, he's going to kill him because it's, it's, yeah, it was yeah, yeah. very funny and very well made. And the twist at the end was uh -huh. magnificent. 
you know what's good action. You know what's really funny though is that my main issues with that Bond yeah. are the same issues you have with Man of Steel. Oh, <laughs> it's too too dark. It is yeah. for me. It was too dark, yeah. and for the whole time in Casino Royale, he didn't utter the words Bond, James Bond, True. until the end. True, which is what you end up seeing with Clark and Lois at yeah. the end of Man of Steel. So that's very interesting. Yeah. Um, you can't go wrong with Ava Green. True. You can never go wrong with that divine lady. Nope. Uh, Um, she is absolutely fantastic. I know there are a lot of fans of Ava Green, and it was interesting to see her as a Bond uh, as a Bond girl. Yeah. Um, I do appreciate Casino Royale, but it's definitely not my favorite. Mm -hmm. Which is your favorite? See, this is very interesting because my favorite Bond mm -hmm. is Brosnan. I okay. I am a huge Brosnan fan as Bond. But my favorite Bond film mm -hmm. is actually Skyfall. Wow. Which is really it's weird. Very nice. Because it's, it's not, it, you know, it doesn't have my favorite Bond actor. Yeah. But story-wise, I love what was done yeah. with Skyfall. Uh, Javier Bardem as the bad guy oh, is excellent. just, oh, his performance is so good. He's very creepy. It's so good. And then it's also um, Dame Judi Dench's kind of curtain call yeah, yeah. as as M and so it, it was it was also Ben Wishaw's first film I think right I'm not sure if it, if it was a first or second um. yeah because I don't think he was in Casino Royale he wasn't and I don't think he was in the, the second uh, Quantum of Solace which is a, a no, horrible film we forget that one Um, so I think Skyfall was his first one because there, there was a lot of shift like we got we got um, we got um, a change in with M and then we got what's her face um money penny yeah there was the first time we saw money penny as well no, so no, yeah yeah I, i agree with the skyfall i i told you the other day uh, it, for you it, it's uh, james bond on, meets on home, home alone, alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah which is kind of true it is and, and, it is but uh, again what i liked about it is it was the first time we saw daniel craig's human side yeah The Quantum of Solace in Casino Royale had no humanity whatsoever. And then you finally got the humanity in Skyfall. Um, and I kind of... Um, and then the next one was Spectre, which kind of linked all of them together in a weird thing. And you had Bond walking away. And I don't know. It's just, it's weird for me. And then you had the whole... Uh, what's his name? Christoph Waltz? Yeah, Christoph uh, being, Waltz. Uh, The bad guy. Yeah, but there were speculations. Was he going to be that bad guy? Uh, oh, my God. I have a complete... Oh, one out. of the older bad yes. guys. Um, shoot. Um, I forget. I also forget. Mm. But I do remember reading those rumors. Yeah, they're like... We're doing very horribly, by the way, with this. Terrible, terrible. This was horrendous. Oh, my God. James, James forgive us. Forgive us, James. So, yeah. I mean... It's, it's interesting. I, I don't know what's going to happen at this point. I'm just waiting for the new one to come out. I'm excited about the uh, new one. Danny Boyle directing is very is a very interesting mm -hmm. choice. Um, I wonder what he's going to do with the franchise. Maybe he'll give it new life. Maybe we'll see a new, more fun, less dark Bond. Uh, who knows? That's what I like about the Bond universe. It's that when they get new directors... It can be rebooted a million times, it, it, man. It can stay with the same actor, right. but then there's a slight shift in tone of the movie. And regardless and, who they pick for the next Bond, 
as long as we have a Bond franchise still alive, that's all that counts at the end. I'm sure we might cringe in the beginning. Of, every time there's a new Bond, we cringe. Mm-hmm. And then we just get used to that actor. And R- Remember the backlash with Daniel Craig? Oh, yeah. Oh, people. Somebody called him a naked mole rat. Th- th- there was a website, uh, anti-Daniel Daniel Craig for, <laughs> for Bond. Oh, man. Yeah. I know. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, 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 cool. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Cool, cool, cool. Brooklyn um, Nine-Nine. I can't. Yeah, it's like our, the shout-outs, the Brooklyn Nine-Nine shout-outs never end yeah. on this show. Uh, it's a show shouting out to another show. It's, we're it's, massive fans. We're so. huge fans. Um, so, yeah. Um, we are now uh, in the second segment of today's episode, uh, which is essentially going to be talking about our favorite moments so far from this uh, uh, script-to-screen evolved season, uh, which is also going to be the final uh, seasoned season. I don't, I don't even know how I'm putting these sentences together. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, but... Uh, it's it's been very interesting to me um, where this show started and um, where it's come to now and then where it's headed. Uh, I'm very proud of this show. I'm I'm super um, blessed to have had the opportunity to even bring this show to life. Uh, I, I can't be more thankful for Radio Lebanon for taking a chance on me. Uh, I do know that I am one of maybe two or three English uh, uh, shows on on this station. Most of the other shows are music. We're also one of the most talky shows, I think, yeah. <laughs> because we do banter a lot. Um, so... For all you listeners out there who's, who've been with me, you guys know that when Script to Screen first started, it was simply me interviewing independent filmmakers on, on this show, uh, young filmmakers in, in Lebanon, uh, young actors, producers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I even had cinematographers on here and, and, and uh, you know, crews, and uh, I interviewed people from film festivals, uh, interviewed other film critics, so it was mostly interview-based, um, which is not not a bad thing, but it got to a point where I felt like I wanted the show to expand, I didn't want it to repeat itself, and, and this is something, although I'm a person that loves routine, um, when it comes to my creativity, if my creativity isn't evolving, I it drives me crazy, and so, what was it, what is it, like four weeks ago almost? Something like that? Four, four. No, more than four weeks ago. That we started? Yeah. We've, we've, it's been almost... Two months. Three, yeah. Two or three months. Two or three months. 12 so, episodes. Each yep. month has... Let's do four. math. Let's, yep. Four. Okay. This is why I'm a screenwriter and I am not a mathematician. Neither am I, but still, <laughs> okay. I, can, I, can, I can do that kind of math. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so it's been, you know, like two or three months ago, I pitched to my awesome producer... Uh, you know, this new revamped, evolved uh, uh, concept for script to screen with a co-host. And um, she loved the idea. Um, And then I went through a list of people um, that I wanted to be my co-host. And I think I've spoke, I've told this story before uh, within friend hangouts. Yep. The last person on my list is now sitting in the studio across from me. And, and let me make something very clear. He was the last person on the list, not because he was my last choice, but because I knew him the least. Um, so I was afraid of 
taking that big leap. And then when I looked through the names again, before I started making my contacts, the only one that, I don't know, activated something in my gut um, was Hod. And I immediately messaged him. And I was like, hey, look, I've got this. I'm evolving my show. I would love to have a co-host. This is the direction I want to take it. What do you think? And then literally not even 30 seconds later, I get the words, I'm in, exclamation mark. <laughs> and thus the birth of Script to Screen evolved. Uh, it, it came into fruition. And um, it, it's been an awesome journey so far. I wouldn't even call it a journey. Like this is literally like, this is the there without the back again. <laughs> this is a it's a it's a Lord of the Rings slash Hobbit uh, reference, but it's literally the there without the back again because we we just started. It's just the beginning. Um, so, but I have loved every single moment we've been on this show together. Um, not just not just from a friendship standpoint, but from what. Um, it has done to the show, but also the conversations that we've had and the, the commentary that we've had. And this is something that I've always wanted to do and I wouldn't be able to do it without you. Oh my God. <laughs> this is such a Joey slash Chandler yeah, yeah, moment. It is, it is. I'm waiting for the bro hug. <laughs> well, we, we'll do that after the show. I'm, I'm sure. Oh, I'm certain. Um, there's so much to say. When I, when I got that message from you, uh, I, too, did not know you very well. Mm -hmm. We had seen each other at uh, premieres. Film premieres, yeah. And we had talked briefly about a few things. But I'd, I've, I've always wanted to promote and talk about movies and cinema. And when you meet someone as passionate as you, uh, someone who's really, really into movies and really cares so much, there's, there's no second thought. It's just like, I'm in. Yes, I'm <laughs> in. That, it, it was the only evident and logical uh, choice. Uh, and I'm so happy. And I'm, I'm, uh, I'm very happy the way the show is even evolving. It still mm. evolves. Oh, every, week, every week. Every there's week. There's something new. new. It's, it's so crazy. It's, it's so crazy. I, I remember the first episode when our friend Sandro was with us. Yeah. And uh, we still didn't really know each other, and I was shyer, and I didn't know what to say, when to say, is it right, should I like, cut him off, should he cut me off? So it was very, it was a, a learning process, learning in the whole yeah, process. Yeah. Absorbing and, it, kind of getting used to and, it. And now it's like kind of a it's second, second nature. nature. Like remember how when we were first meeting to set up our episodes, it would take us like an hour or two. And now it's like a half hour and then we chill for the rest of the yeah, time. We know what it's literally like, yeah, so we'll do this, that, or okay, all right, we're done. Yep. You know? <laughs> and that's it. And, and it, it's, it's, it's exciting. It's super exciting. Mm -hmm. uh, there's so much stuff that's happening with our show. Uh, we can't share everything because a lot of it is still very early yep. and we're not sure where it's heading and, and all that stuff, but we can share this. Okay. And, and we've sort of talked about it a little bit briefly over the past couple of weeks. We've spoken yeah. about it, but we wanted to kind of reintroduce this new segment of our show, this new evolution, um, um, of, of, of our show. So officially starting in September, we'll be on twice a week. So yeah. we'll be on Fridays and Saturdays at 3 PM on Fridays. We'll have, go ahead and tell them what we're doing on, on Fridays. 
Okay, so on Fridays we're going to be, uh, we have a segment, the show is going to be divided into, if you want, uh, three categories. Right. Uh, the Friday category will be called Spotlight. So Script to Screen Spotlight. Script to Screen Spotlight, where we tackle certain directors, certain genres, certain uh, heavy topics that mm -hmm. need to be discussed. Uh, within that, uh, there's going to be something called uh, Second Chance, yeah. <laughs> where we discuss movies uh, that uh, either of us, some, one of us did not like, and the other uh, has to convince uh, the, the person to rewatch the movie. Why should they rewatch mm -hmm. it? Why should they give it a second chance? It could be a movie, it could be a TV show, it could Absolutely. be any, any, you know, yeah. uh, anything that deserves a second chance. Absolutely. One of us will be defending or, or like uh, fighting for it. Totally. And there's going to be another segment, because it'll vary from one week to another, our favorite scenes, yeah. uh, specific scenes within specific films or series and so on that, that have marked us, that have made us think, uh, anything uh, that, yeah. that's, that's emotionally done something to us. Uh, that's on Fridays. Uh -huh. On Saturdays, you will have script to screen a spotlight. Uh, news, news hour. hour. <laughs> news hour. <laughs> so on Saturdays, you'll have news. script to screen news hour, the script to yep. screen news hour, which is more formal, I would say. Yep. We're going to be looking at any headlines uh, that yeah. came up throughout the week, any casting news, any rumors, uh, anything along those lines. Um, uh, that is newsworthy yeah. in a way, and we're going to be talking about it and commenting and giving our two cents uh, exactly. about it. We're still going to be talking about the movie of the week. Right, yes. So that'll stay on Saturdays, yep. not on Fridays. Exactly, and we're going to be talking about the Lebanese box office. Yes, this is see, this, this is, is a segment I'm super excited yeah. about. We're going to be looking at the Lebanese box office numbers, which we get on a weekly basis, yep. and we're going to be talking about what we think, our opinion. It's, you know, we'll, we'll look at uh, uh, what genres seem to be doing Mm -hmm. more, what genres seem to be doing less, uh, give our predictions maybe. We'll try to dissect it a bit. So it, it is a little mathematical, but yeah. um, uh, it, it's exciting. It's something that I haven't really talked about on the mm -hmm. show yet, and I really want to do that. Yeah. Um, and then our recommendations that will stays. stay. Our music is going to change yeah. for the Script to Screen News Hour, so yeah. it's, it's going to be a different... Uh, theme song for our yep. show And we're going to be singing live No, I'm kidding No, 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 no. <laughs> um, The music that you're used to on Saturdays Is going to shift over to Fridays And then we have a, a third spin-off series Which will pop up from time to time From time to time And it's called Script to Score Yeah And so what do we do with Script to Score? Uh, we basically talk about soundtracks or scores of movies so let it be Star Wars, Disney, uh, Marvel, Tim Burton, I don't know, whatever. Tim Burton's not a composer. No, his movies. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's not a composer. He plays the violin, though. No, I'm, ki I'm kidding. I, yeah. uh, <laughs> or the Derbeke. Uh, Could be. Uh -huh. And uh, so we're going to be talking about the scenes that uh, these songs are from, or the movies themselves, how they influenced mm -hmm. us, what we think about it, these composers, the importance of music, because uh, we both know how important music score, yeah, yeah, score absolutely. is. Absolutely. The soundtracks and, and you know, movies would be nothing without their music no. and nothing without their songs. So th this is essentially what's planned out starting in September. Next week we have our first uh, round table and it's yeah. going to be our final episode for season four before we completely do another evolution. Um, it's called Why We Love Movies. Yeah. And we have three guests. Clint Maximus from Mix FM is going to yeah. be with us. Yumna Naufel from Y Chats is going to be with us. 
and a friend of mine from Australia who will be calling in, hopefully, and everything will work out. Um, Bailey Parkinson from Breaking Banter off of YouTube. Um, and we're going to be talking about why we love movies. So on that note, we're going to take our final musical break. Again, I'm so happy yeah. that you are now a part of this show. And I think I made it very official the other day when yeah. I was like, stop suggesting things for the show and simply tell me what you think. Let's because do it. you are literally <laughs> part of the uh, uh, machinery of, of how why the show works so well now. And I just want to thank one more person very quickly before we move on. I want to thank a friend called Joe, Joe Matar. Uh, I don't, you, we went out. Use before. words. Yes, I am using <laughs> words. Uh, use words. We went out one night uh, before uh, all this happened on the script screen and we're having dinner all together. And he right. started to ask us right. these movie questions. Yes, what, yes, yes, uh, yes. Top, your top five directors, your top five actors. And I think somewhere he was like the, 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 the clique, as you he say was in French. He was the spark that, yeah. that, what is that line from The Last Jedi? Yeah, the, the spark that uh, unites us. No, nope, no, nope, that's uh, Unites the color H of H Benetton. No, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on. But yeah, you were saying, uh, Joe Matar. Yes, yeah, so I just want to say like really thank you so much to Joe Matar for kind of like really sparking that to, for, for for igniting uh, this uh, broship this friendship this uh, script to screenship yes I, I, I nah, the, the line I need to find the line hang on hang on hang on because it's 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 like one of the most quoted lines from yes. the last Jedi uh, the the light that sparks the fire the rebellion something nope the where is it ah uh, Come on. Oh, we are the spark that will light the fire that'll burn the First Order to the ground. Absolutely. Except we're not burning anything and we're just taking over uh, your film minds. Yes. Basically. So we are the spark that will burn. Okay, I'm done. Um, <laughs> Let's talk about uh, what's in theaters. Theaters or recommendations? Recommendation. What do you want to start with? I don't know. We've okay. been doing this for a okay. while. Let's okay. just okay. choose something. Okay. okay. Uh, well, let's, let's just say what's in the, th what's in the theaters then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So right now, if you uh, check out uh, any movies in the theaters, you have uh, the Equalizer two that we talked about. Uh huh. Billionaires Boy Club. Mm -hmm. Billionaire Boys. Boys Club. Club. Me and Billionaires my, Boy Club. Me and my S's and my. Yeah. The, the Meg is still around. Why? Uh, because it's doing well. Yeah, I know. Blind Spotting, which I haven't watched. Oh, uh, you ha please, please, I please, have to. please! You have to yep, watch yep. this film. It's so good. Yep. Crazy Rich Asians, which is getting a lot of positive buzz. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Robin. Are they Crazy Rich, Buzz? <laughs> sure. I don't know. And Christopher Robin. Uh, yeah, I want to see that too. Nostalgia, yeah. Yeah. you know, nostalgia. Um, okay, as far as what's coming up uh, later this week, we've got Mile 22 uh, with Mark Wahlberg. We've got an animation film called Duck, Duck, Goose. We've got The Happy Time Murders, a remake of Papillon, The Con is On, and Destination Wedding. Yep. That's basically what's coming <laughs> out um, in the box office later this week. As far as what our recommendations are this week, Hod Solo, take it away. Okay, so I'm going to try to make this very uh, quick, but I want to talk about a show which I really love and makes me laugh. It's called Impractical Jokers. Ooh, okay. And it's about these four friends who basically dare each other to do things, not a la jackass. It's softer and, okay. and more, more fun. And uh, I, I started to watch the show. I was in a relatively depressed phase Aww. of my life. That's because you hadn't was, met me yet. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
So I was down and uh, I didn't really want to go out and talk to people and see people. And then I saw these four friends because in reality, these are four high school friends. Oh, who, okay. Uh, who've been working together and trying to make this work for, for a long time. Have they been playing a really long game of tag? No. Oh, okay. they, they, that was Jeremy Renner. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you can see it on, on screen. They actually do live uh Pranks on people. So, oh, okay. So they'd be in a supermarket, and someone has to tie a balloon on someone's someone's hair. Uh, they have to make each other say things which are absurd to other people on the street. Okay. Uh, like you recognize me, and I was uh, a stripper at that party. And 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 if the other person, for example, says yes, I remember you, then they they win. And it's very friendly and it's very fun. It's hilarious. Okay. Is it's, it still on? Like, is it still yeah, on the air? Yeah. They're, they're actually they wrapped uh, shooting a film. Oh. The Practical Jokers film. So I'm actually quite curious to see how that's going to work. Interesting. Okay. Uh, they're very funny. Each one is a different character. If, okay. And at the end of the, the, the show, uh, the loser has a punishment. And the punishment can be from someone jumping off a plane who's afraid of heights oh, to uh, find, no. finding their keys and elephant poop. Uh, so different kinds of stuff, but very funny. There's an episode where three of the Jokers lose and... The winner makes them get tattoos, and he chooses the tattoos. And oh, the result no. is hilarious. Okay. Well, I'm curious now. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of want to see show. that. I kind of want to see that. Um, as far as my recommendation this week, I, I kept playing ping pong because I didn't know whether I wanted to recommend um, uh, another uh, TV series or something that we haven't really recommended on the show yet, which is something more on the documentary end. Okay. Um, so I am going to go the documentary end, um, although it is a TV series documentary. So okay. it's a little merger of both, but it's not, not uh, blah, 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 take two. Choose your it's words. Not, <laughs> it's <laughs> not narrative. So it's not uh, a fictional thing. It's, yeah. it's a documentary miniseries. Uh, mini and um, it's going to have to be James Cameron's The Story of Science Fiction. Wow. Um, okay. It's literally eight episodes but it is so well done. And James Cameron is literally having conversations with Steven Spielberg, Christopher Nolan, Guillermo del Toro. Um, uh, uh, there's uh, one more director that he's actually spoken with. Oh, Ridley Scott. Mm -hmm. um, and then there are also interviews with other people like Keanu Reeves and some film critics and some sci-fi uh, authors. And it's just so good. It's literally, for anybody who loves sci-fi, um, watching this miniseries is it'll just add another layer of understanding of what sci-fi really is and what this genre really is. Like I'm seriously uh, um, considering using pieces of this documentary series in my uh, in my class in my classes. Yeah. Um, because again, science fiction has given us so much. Like there are certain things that you wouldn't think count as science fiction, but they are. For mm. a big example, The Handmaid's Tale. Sure. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I, the Handmaid's Tale is a science fiction series. Yeah. Uh, it's dystopian, which is technically science fiction. So, like the Hunger Games, Divergent, um, uh, you know, the Maze Runner, those yeah. all count as science fiction because they're dystopian. Although now we just call them dystopian. Mm -hmm. Dystopian uh, storylines actually fit into the sci-fi genre. genre. Yeah. Um, you know, and they're talking about the monsters. So you got things about like aliens and the Jurassic Park films. Um, so it, it's just beautifully, beautifully made. You can tell James Cameron is just putting his heart and soul into this mm -hmm. because he is such a sci-fi freak. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm a sci-fi freak. So from one sci-fi freak to another, go watch this miniseries because it's super, super good. Eventually, I'm going to give it to you. Yes. We've tried me sharing this with you for like three times already. And every time we failed. It'll work. It'll um, work. But eventually it'll work. Yeah. yeah.
but that that's my recommendation. Nice. For the week. Sounds really cool. I would love to check it out. Yeah, it's 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 super super good, super good. Super good, good, good. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, 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 cool. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Um, okay, so this is it for this week's episode of Script to Screen. If you want to follow us on the social media, you can do so at Alan Mahana. Okay, that worked. On my end. And you can follow Had at... Had.solo. You can also check out our website at www. Actually, no at... But you can check out w- our website, www.scriptoscreenpod.com. You can also check us out on Facebook, at Script to Screen Pod. Um, and and, and uh, Rami and Apple Podcast and any other podcast on Script, the number two, Screen. Exactly. You can also stream our show, which means if you can't catch us live, catch us later. Yeah. On your morning, morning drives to work. Yes. It's a great, uh, that's when I normally listen to all my podcasts. Wow. On my morning drive to work. Because I don't want to listen to music because music is, I feel like it's just a little, mm. and my brain is just like, ooh, information, give me, give me good knowledge. Like so a sponge. I, yeah. So Spongy. it's either, it's normally either a podcast or an audiobook. Okay. So that's that. So here we go for the final, second to final time. Make sure you catch us live next Saturday at 4 p.m. for the round table here at Radio Lebanon 96.2 FM. This has been Script to Screen. Cue the credits. We are out of here. Ciao, ciao. Hi, I'm Alan. And I am Hat Solo. And together we can rule the galaxy. Uh, That might take too much time. Let's talk about films and TV instead. That makes sense. Join us at 3 p.m. every Friday for Script to Screen Spotlight and Saturday for the Script to Screen News Hour. We'll be discussing all the latest news from the film and TV industry. And we'll also enchant you with some of the greatest songs and soundtracks out there. Script to Screen, only on Radio Lebanon 96.2 FM, made to be heard.